Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, July 15th, the L.A. Galaxy Getting ready to take on the Vancouver Whitecaps coming up this weekend. Kicks off the first of a three-game road trip for the Galaxy that, if you listen to our Monday show, we said you have some, be a little optimistic about this particular road trip. So, a lot to get to. Uh, Efrain Alvarez becoming a U22 player. We had talked about that on previous shows, but we want to make sure we get you all the info on that. Uh, We're also going to get you updates on injuries, who's available, who's not. We had a media call today. Revolution spoke for the first time. Greg Vanny was speaking as well. Uh, Some Ted Lasso news in terms of uh, Greg Vanny there. So we'll uh, we'll update you there. Get you through some fun stats. Get you ready for that game in Vancouver at the end of the show. So a lot to get to. A lot of fun little things that we were able to pick up uh, to help me do all that. Uh, He's back, which is good because I think... I think people miss him. I'm not sure anymore. It's Eric, the Portuguese hammer bear. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's it's going fantastic. I'm glad to be back. I know there's that saying, distance makes the heart grow fonder. It's true. It's, it's true. I do. I miss I miss all our listeners. I miss you, Josh. I miss your musk. Yeah. So it's glad to be back, even though we don't get that digitally. Yeah, but still. Yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll kick it off with that. Okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're you're excited. I'm, I'm again, I didn't <laughs> see the Uber driver pull up with my white girl ah. coffee so i am breaking my rule i am back on the dr pepper apparently so um yeah it was it was it was oh. one of the what nobody can see that it disappeared it's green. Say, green, yeah. green it's tea i'm having tea uh, a refreshing uh, mint tea gross so, gross yeah. in, in this heat gross <laughs> in this economy gross um, I'm not a big fan of uh, of any tea except for black tea. I don't know what that says about me, uh, but I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out there right now. Big fan of black tea. Anything else probably can go get lost. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that was me uh, saying that. Hot. We're off to a great start. We are. It. Hey, I want to remind off everybody if if it, if everybody just wants to really see us go off the rails, a big uh, big reminder uh, that we're having a live event. Um, that means you can come see us in person. We're going to do a ninety minute show. We have special guests planned. We have some giveaways planned. We have a whole bunch of stuff that hopefully is going to be a ton of fun. And you need to buy your tickets. Not you, Eric. I think we'll let you come in for free. But other people need to buy their tickets. Um, they're just five dollars. If you go to uh, our our website, uh, corner of the gap galaxy.com forward slash live and if you click there and scroll down uh you can see the buy tickets uh tag there you click on that and it'll take you over to to buy your tickets um 
I, I'm hearing that, you know, eventually the the venue said that we're not allowed to have any more than a thousand people, Eric. So, you know, I'm just <laughs> saying, everybody, I'm not saying we're going to sell out. I'm just saying there's a possibility. OK, so you might want to get your tickets and, you know, hurry up and, and do that. That's totally a real thing that is happening is the thousand people thing. So uh, so go get them. Uh, the link for everybody in the live show is pinned to the top there. So I expect you to buy your tickets while you're doing it, mostly because my ego cannot handle waiting. Um, it makes me nervous. And so please, uh, go get those $5 for tickets. And as I have said now multiple times, Eric, and I am very serious, if you can't afford it and you still want to come to the show, then come to the show. It's absolutely fine. I'm listen, nobody's going to check your tickets. I don't want to, I didn't want to say it out loud, but nobody's going to check your tickets. Okay. But we're just, <laughs> we're trying to do this to, to get an idea of how many people are coming and, and also help us stage the show that, that we're putting on. Yeah, it's it's very PBS esque. I think you and the panda were talking about that. How you know, give what you can. Right. So five bucks, I, I feel like you know that's a nominal fee considering uh, you know the free podcast that comes out and the hard work that you do and and panda and us coming on you know Thursdays. So I figure you know it's worth it if you want to you know contribute. And I know a lot of that's all going to go right back into the show. So uh, you know we're not <laughs> we're not riding off into the sunset uh, w- with any of that cash. And again, if if, if Five bucks doesn't work for you. Uh, then again, we're not we're not going to be checking tickets. But I'm going to pay my five bucks, and so I have a ticket. So you can't turn me away. I don't want any funny business saying, true. "Oh, Eric can come for free," and then I show up and then I don't have a ticket. So I'm going to make sure that I buy my ticket so uh, so I could be let in the door. But I'm looking forward to it. it. Should be exciting. Last time we did it at Taps, uh, you know, we had a, we had a great time, and that was when the game was canceled. Yes. So I can imagine now with. With no game restrictions lifting and oh, people, okay. you know, the season going on and not being preseason. I, I think it's going to be uh, even a more lively atmosphere than we had last time. And last time was still a good time. Well, and you know what the best part is? There is a game Friday night, right? So yeah. we will have a game to review on Saturday, which is totally fun because that's like always the best thing. We get to talk about a game that actually happened. Maybe we're going to have some players who played in that game talk to us. I I don't know. Just, That's a tease. Just That's a tease. Tease. Yeah, I don't know. That could happen. <laughs> you never know. Um, so anyway, we have a, we have a bunch of people coming, uh, definitely, uh, be there. We're going to do some, some, I don't know, raffles or somehow we're going to figure out ways to do some giveaways, but there's some stuff there. So yeah. I remind you now, I will remind you once again at the end, um, but go to corner click the live button. You can go down, see the event page has some details there for you. Uh, you read through it, click your buy tickets thing and, and we'll rock and roll. So, and I will absolutely be checking to see if people are buying their tickets while we're doing the show because yeah. that's all I do all day anyway. So. <laughs> And yeah. that's that's a peek behind the curtain, kind of lets you know the two types of people in this world. There's the use of the world who, three weeks in advance, you're checking. Okay, we're at we're at we're at we're at, we're at 15. We're at 19. We're at, we're at 31. Don't I te- don't I text you? <laughs> don't I text you every time we get an update? I'm like, hey, Eric, and I'm like, good. you know, it's it's at the end of the month, two weeks before. I if I were if I were uh you know a, a civilian, a regular listener, not a co-host. I don't know what the right term is. Right. If I were going, I'd probably wait till the day before to buy the tickets just because. Right. You know, it is what it is. So yeah, but you're relax. You're relax, Josh. You're it's a rich okay. galaxy fan. You're a rich galaxy <laughs> fan. You are going to be there, by the way. I should tell people you are going to be there. You are flying uh, in correct. for this. I mean, we're pretending you're flying in for specifically <laughs> for this, but we may have timed it up so that way you will be here. So you're flying in for this. If yep. that isn't dedication, I don't know what it is. It is. All right, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, let's get <laughs> to the LA Galaxy now. Why not? It's a show called Corner of the Galaxy. We talk about the LA Galaxy. Let's talk about Efrain Alvarez signing his multi-year contract extension less years than what Julian Araujo got 
Um, not surprising, I think, both from an Ephraim perspective and maybe also from the Galaxy perspective um, as well. But uh, the LA Galaxy announced today the club has signed Mexican international and homegrown midfielder Ephraim Alvarez to a two-year contract extension through the end of 2023 MLS regular season uh, with a club option for 2024. So um, he's 19 years old. He's going to occupy one of those MLS U22 initiative spots. Uh, again, this is one of the things that uh, you can look at and see say, um, you know, uh, I, I'm not 100% sure that Efrain absolutely qualifies for this, but it's one of those things that MLS has said, yes, you get to be a U22 because this is beneficial to us as the league, as yeah. well as beneficial to the LA Galaxy uh, to grab them. Uh, a lot of people are trying to put this into perspective about what this means, because when you look at Julian Araujo, you see a starter for the LA Galaxy. You see a guy who's making a difference in every single game. You see all those things, right? Um that's that's great for Julian Araujo on the Efrain, you know, Alvarez said we've seen flashes of greatness. We've seen struggles and sort of and he's not a starter. Um, you know, I know he's had spot starts this year, but if everybody's healthy, Efrain Alvarez is on the bench and there aren't a bunch of people who, who he's kicking off the bench. Not right now. That could change. And so I think if we're looking at this from, you know, the Julian Araujo side, Eric, we say, oh, 100 percent makes sense. The Galaxy are going to sell Araujo and they're going to get a whole bunch of money. I think they're putting in and hedging for the future um, on Efrain Alvarez as, as, as well. And you see him off with the Mexican national team right now. There's buzz around him if he was going to be sold, which probably happens in the next 12 months, my guess, um, 12 to 18 months, let's say, um, then you want to have him secure enough to know that he can't leave for free. And and Galaxy fans are certainly aware of young players who have come through the academy system that have left for free before. And so this is a way yeah. for the Galaxy to sort of tie those things up. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it's it's almost unfortunate that uh, all the Efren, Efrain Alvarez talk is always precursored by the uh, Julian Araujo talk and it's it, it always ends up being a comparison and and of course you uh, because of you know our opinions we our opinions are known it's not that we're Efrain haters it's just when you compare the two I think Araujo just has he, he's more there right now he's a better complete player who's closer to his fullest potential right now than than Alvarez is and right. so that's where it gets into that dicey territory dicey territory because it feels like you're comparing them or you're slamming Alvarez but you're right about the buzz part because he does have buzz around him he's someone that the MLS talking heads always bring up you know because of his youth he always has that spark of energy like he's gonna he's about to go off but you're right he, as of right now he's a bench player so when you look at the contract extension that Araujo got versus the contract extension that that Alvarez got it makes based on their play and their status with the team it kind of falls in line with that uh, and and to me it's more important about what you can do with the roster and what you can do when you these players move on that's more important than the extension itself or the length of contract on it because I think right now like you said MLS isn't really getting picky with these it's kind of like the Stuart Smalley if, if you're young enough and you're good enough then gosh darn it we're going to pass that under 22 rule for you so so as long as they're allowing it it's going to give the galaxy flexibility and you're right I think in there's a reason why it's probably two years I think in the next two years it's safe to say Alvarez will have at least one or two suitors come around come knocking on the door, come looking for him. And then at that point, the Galaxy can, uh, you know, work out some type of deal to, to sell or transfer him or figure it out to go to that next time. And with Araujo, with a longer contract, I think that just gives the Galaxy uh, more negotiating leverage because they have more time on the contract and it gives them maybe the ability to name their price or, or change that price because they say, well, he's under contract for four years, so you, you're going to have to wait it out. If you want him, you really have to pay that price. So I think having longer years on Araujo 
ups the value and then having, you know, shorter years on Alvarez maybe doesn't up the value, but it does create that buzz. Like he's going to be available, but you still have to go through us if you want to get it. So congratulations. All that to say (laughs) after, you know, what comes across as an Efra hater, uh, you know, bashing, but all that to say, congratulations to Efrain Alvarez, because uh, he is someone who you don't want to let walk, whether it's within MLS or to another team who's knocking around you, He's someone who's a homegrown player. He's been with the club. He's been around them. You've helped generate that buzz for him. So for him to walk away and to get nothing from it, you need to have him extended. You need to have him under contract uh, because that's, you know, the Galaxy are deserving. And whatever whatever rewards come for Efrain, the Galaxy deserve to reap whatever those are. Yeah, and, um, you know, I think that uh, if you talk to anybody in the LA Galaxy front office, they're going to tell you, that, you know, Julian Araujo, uh, they're going to tell you that, you know, Efrain Alvarez, these guys are wanted by other teams outside of this this league. Uh, that's a well-known fact, right? And so it's one of those that it's a bit of a coup, if you will, that they're able to secure these guys longer into the future. Uh, you know, a little shorter with Efrain Alvarez, I think both because um, maybe that makes more sense for Efrain not to be completely tied to the LA Galaxy that way. Um, but also, I think the Galaxy are hedging their bets a little bit that he's not as proven a commodity as, you know, Julian Araujo is. And so, you know, you don't want to, if it's not going to work out, you don't want to keep him forever. Julian Araujo is working out. I mean, you can see, unless he has a severe regression of where he's at, he's working out. Efrain still has to have that, you know, appreciation. He needs, you're, you're buying low with Efrain and you're, and you're hoping yeah. to get through it. Um, it feels like last season was Julian's coming out party. Or maybe even the season before that. Right. It was probably because I almost forget about 2020 sometimes. <laughs> Everybody I think the does. The season before that was was Julian's coming out party. Efrain, he's he's had moments, but you're right. He hasn't had that. This is our guy, our you know stalwart in the midfield. He just hasn't had that type of season yet. But but you he has the potential to do so, and so you're just you're just waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Um, the other part about this is the U22 spot and why that is beneficial to the LA Galaxy. Let me give you just an idea of what is happening right now. Um, with a young designated player such as, uh, you know, Kevin Cabral, the LA Galaxy are allowed to sign three U22 players. We've talked about this. So the Galaxy now have two of those players um, locked in. Now, <laughs> what happens is, especially whenever you look at Rajo, Rajo's not a homegrown player, right? And so we know that the, with certain homegrowns and depending on where they're listed on the roster, um, their salary you know, does not hit the cap, right? That's one of the benefits of being a homegrown. We know some of those things. Um, we look at that. And so with with Araujo, we've always known that his salary hits the cap. Remember, the Galaxy jumped the gun on him. They wanted to get him in so bad to the first team yeah. that they pressed him probably like three or four months ahead of when they probably wanted to do it and would have made him, him a homegrown player. And instead, he comes on as, as something. But here's sort of where it is. The salary cap hits that are going to happen uh, between, you know, basically next year and, and the years on after that, uh, the young designated player spot of Kevin Cabral, he's making what we think is about $1.4 million per year. OK, his salary is something that kept him out of being a U22 player. But signing him as a young designated player gives the Galaxy the ability to sign these others, because if if Cabral was a U22 player and the LA Galaxy had three designated players, they would only be allowed one U22 player. You couldn't do what they wanted to do right now. Um, so with him being a young designated player, and certainly there were some fl- flags that were raised whenever that happened, um, his salary cap hit is actually less than a full um, uh, yeah, uh, designated player, which I think is a, is a max cap hit of, of each of those. You have to take the max cap. You can pay it down with general allocation money, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But a young designated player, um, the age of Kevin Cabral, is only a $200,000 cap hit. 
Okay, so that's already saving the LA Galaxy on the salary cap, and yeah. you know they're paying them one point four million dollars. So they're paying them one point four. It only hits at two hundred thousand. That's a designated player thing. That's not out of range. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah, and and what I was gonna say is, is for those who have, uh, and when I say those, I'm talking about myself, who have, were, are saying, is Cabral really worth it? You know, maybe you haven't seen. You know, similar to Alvarez, you see sparks of it, you see, you know, some of it, but you haven't seen, is this guy really a designated player? Is he worth it? Uh, and when you look at it from that lens, you say, okay, maybe, you know, he's not worth that de- designated player spot when you compare designated players from around the league. But if he's only costing your cap 200K, then in that case, it's worth it. And if you're paying him 1.4, then that's just what you're paying him. That's the price of doing business. And, uh, you know, he's young and maybe he eventually gets sold on and, and you recoup that money. But when you think about it, you know, for a 200K cap hit, it's like, you know, are, are you upset at, you know, like someone like a Cameron Dunbar for, for what their cap is co- costing? Because it's just, you know, it's more than that, obviously. But, you know, it's in that range for what it's costing you. And then it also raises the question. So now with um, Araujo being signed as a U22, Alvarez being signed as a U22, the f- cap flexibility, what's what's coming next? What what are they arranging this for? And it just makes you think maybe in the summer transfer or they're, they're preparing for something. There's another shoe that's going to drop. So, you know, I don't know if you need to gas up the, the rumor tracker and figure <laughs> out what's going to happen next. But it seems like this is all a setup for something bigger in mind well i mean one it's to lock these guys up uh the salary caps for the u22s basically you're allowed to pay them um if you're a non-homegrown eric you can pay a u22 up to the max budget charge so you could pay a salary to julian rajo of six hundred and twelve thousand five hundred dollars and his salary cap is still just two hundred thousand dollars all right so we've we've sort of shown that there's a two hundred thousand dollar salary cap for kevin cabral uh there's a two hundred thousand dollar salary cap for um for julian rajo and you can pay him up to six hundred and twelve and that will go up next year because that's the max budget it goes up every time so you can keep paying guys more up against that max as you keep going and their salary cap stays at the 200,000 as long as they're a U22 player um with with Efrain Alvarez because he's a homegrown player you can technically pay him $200,000 more than the max budget which puts him in the $812,500 range right so you could pay him even more his salary cap is still $200,000 so let's say you maxed everybody out and you took what Kevin Cabral's salary is at 1.4 and we'll say that that's what it is you would have $600,000 of total cap space that you're using on those three players $200,000 each right and you could be paying salaries out if they all maxed everybody out at least this year and and, you know that's not happening but you could be paying out almost two almost three million dollars 2.825 million dollars paid out in salary and you have a six hundred thousand dollar salary cap the uh if you if you look at what would take if it was a full designated player that salary cap that 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 full designated player might cost more than that in salary cap hit than what you're able to get three players for so keep that in mind this is yes it's a rules juggle yes it's things but um ultimately it's allowing you to pay talent a lot more money keep them in your system and hopefully sell them and have you know, a lot lower salary cap hits than you would in in some other cases. So uh, for me, looking at the U22 rule, looking at how the LA Galaxy have implemented this, and yes, they do have one more U22 slot open um, to be able to to work on this. Um, it's it's a really really big deal. And then if they do sell these guys, um, if they sell Julian Rajo or sell Efrain Alvarez, because their acquisitions costs are zero, they get to basically uh, you know take that revenue share and convert it 
to general allocation money. Over a million dollars of that could be converted to general allocation money. You sell both of those guys this season, you could have over $2 million in general allocation money that you can use on your team, probably to sign more U22 players or other things that you're sort of trying to do. Plus, it would be a big deal if they lost both Alvarez and Araujo in a short yeah. period of time. So, I mean, good and bad for all of this. Um, I know, Eric, we were in a group chat. We were talking about FC Dallas selling players and then whatever comes of that. And so far, yeah. the answer is nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the so LA who, Galaxy who are using that money to bring in. Yeah, yeah, the LA Galaxy can't fall into that trap, right? The LA Galaxy exactly. win championships. They won't. Yeah, they, and and I I have I have some some I have some faith in the people who are in charge um, yeah. that they understand what they lost when they lost guys who went away for free. Uh, it is worth pointing out Dennis DeClosa is in a contract year as well, right? I mean, we, we remember when he signed on with Guillermo and then he hired Guillermo, yeah. right? And he came in. You know, there was a, there was a three year plan. This is year mm-hmm. number three. Um, you know, I think he gets super lucky in terms of Greg Vanny being available and being able to put that in. But I also think that he's worked hard at some of the other things that aren't always front facing that we don't see right away. Academy stuff, LA Galaxy 2 stuff. Um, but anyway, it's a contract year for him. I think it's more 50 50 than people realize. Um, just in just that's intuition, nothing more. Um, but with Greg Vanny in place with Dennis DeClosa, I like that pairing. And if they work well together, they should stay together. Um, but yeah. let's not kid ourselves. Greg Vanny may be perfectly capable of running this team as a general manager and a head coach as well. Yeah. So to, to circle back to, um, you know, the players and the, the salary and, and what that impact, I think it's important to note that like the FC Dallas's of the world, the Colorado Rapids of the world, uh, you know, when that money, that cap space opens up, uh, you still have to pay that 1.4 to Cabral and that whatever the higher salary is for Araujo and for Alvarez. Uh, but those teams maybe aren't willing to do that. So the benefit of having a team like the Galaxy that's AEG owned and just a teaser we're going to talk about, you know, value of clubs and coefficients and all that fun stuff a little bit later. But when you have a team that has deeper pockets, this allows them, you get to skirt the cap rules and you have still have the funds in the back pocket to help pay these players in the end. And that, and that's the good thing. And so to bring it back forward to Dennis DeClosa, I think these moves that he's making, he's kind of, you know, we have those players who play well in a contract year who score a bunch of goals because they know their contracts on the line. I think DTK is making these moves and kind of wheeling and dealing and showing that he's got the aptitude because you're right. Greg Vanny is both a blessing and a curse because he's someone who's been a GM and a coach at the same time. A lot of the stuff you hear in press conferences and the players that they've brought in say, well, Vanny was scouting him or Vanny knew the coach, or it seems like a lot of the first team players are Vanny guys. So in the back of your head, you think, well, is Vanny already kind of a faux GM? So what is Dennis doing? But you're right. I think the Academy, all of the surrounding, uh, you know, aspects of the club. There's a lot more to it than just the first team, and that's why I think it's kind of a perfect marriage because, you know, Greg Vanny can be the quote-unquote GM of the first team, but Dennis DeClosa, there's the, the LA Galaxy is a large club with a lot of moving parts, and Dennis gets to st- obviously still be involved with the first team, but he gets to, you know, maybe dive in some of those l- lesser-known parts that he likes to dig into. We know that he's someone who kind of lives in those uh, in those tight spaces, and so I think you know it really is a good marriage if if they're able to stick around, uh, you know, depend, and that all depends. You know, how hungry is Vanny? Did he does he want that power back or does he want to ease his way in? And you does he like the relationship that he has with Dennis? I I, I like the way they're working together. It obviously seems to be working out very well this season. So uh, I'm curious to see if that relationship could continue. So it's interesting that you think it's 50 50 because I I think Dennis hasn't uh, I don't see a lot of stains on his record to say, okay, it's time to part ways unless 
you know, he has other offers and he has other options. That's that, that's a different conversation altogether, though. That is also, I mean, Dennis DeClosa is yeah. well known around the world of, of exactly. soccer. So I, I could see that as well as as being, um, you know, something for him uh, to go. Anyway, that's sort of where we sit with uh, with Efrain coming in with that U-22 rule. I want to get to um, some of the, the media calls now as well. And uh, the media call today was... Um, was interesting. We were we were waiting for you know one of those um, one of those those updates on everything uh, to sort of come through and say um, hey you know is who's going to be available and we were waiting for that. That was sort of one of those things that we were waiting for um, to try and see if we were going to get uh, you know some real answers from Greg Vanny. And I will say I think we did get some real answers uh, from Greg Vanny. So it was just it was one of those things that we were looking at that said um, you know there's there's a lot of guys who may be coming back. And Vanny was sort of hedging his bets last time we talked to him. It's basically been a week since uh, the last time we talked to Greg Vanny. So we wanted to get it. The the interesting part about this media call as well, uh, Ryan Revolution was was speaking to us for the first time as well. There was a French translator there, um, so we could talk to him. He seems like a like a laid back cool guy. Um, it was I, I'll tell you I don't think it was like you know the best stuff in terms of, you know, trying to get to know him very well. Um, and I think we're going to have to develop that relationship a little bit. And it's always more difficult when you're talking through a translator anyway. Um, but, but yeah, so be, be, be very careful. Stephen A. Smith, we're, oh, we're, yeah. we're in some territory here, <laughs> but, but it's something the galaxy well, aren't used to. And I, you, you still get the personality. Like how, how often have we talked about sidebar? Yes. <laughs> Jonathan Dos Santos and yes. his personality. And, you know, even, you know, before he started kind of dabbling in English, so I, I just thought that was funny. I needed to make that joke while that, it, while it was fresh. That was good because I mean, you know, having when you cover soccer, you get to cover so many different languages and different things and whether it's Spanish or French or German or, or anything, um, any language across the world, you're going to be introduced to it. And so we're used to speaking with the translators, that type of thing. Uh, it was just, it was one of those things where I don't think he's quite comfortable with us yet. Right. He didn't know what to expect from it, the yeah. whole thing. And it was good. Which, Although Larry, Larry pulled out his French as much as French. Larry has like a whole sentence that he knows. He's like, he's like, uh, how are you doing today? It's nice to see you, blah, blah, blah. He does that. And then I pulled out all the French that I knew as well, which was merci. And I got a little smile. And that's all I asked for on occasion is just be like, I, I understand. I do not speak your language. That is not your fault. That is my fault. And I will, I will do what I can. So all the reporters, I think we all try to pull out a little French to make people uh, feel a little yeah. more welcome. So he was... That's he was great. I'll tell you the one thing that he said, Eric, that was absolutely 100% true. And they were asking, you know, how how did you adapt so quickly? Or, you know, what do you see the differences of coming over from France and here? And he basically said, it's it's hard to find a home here in L.A., which I think we can all relate yeah. to. Yeah. So um, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it's, it's funny. You and Larry would be excellent educators. That's what we call lowering, lowering the effective filter. So you make the student feel comfortable. That way you can gain that trust. So we're, we're trying, you know, we're, you're, you're we're, right there. You're, you guys, you guys are using the strategy strategies without even knowing it. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's because I'm a moron. That's why I've been to France. I know they look at I, I try to speak. I always say if you ever go anywhere, try to speak the language that you're you're there. Just try. And I think you get a lot of respect whenever you do that. A few buzzwords. Yeah, yeah you get as much as you. But, you know, we uh, my wife and I, we went on our honeymoon to Paris. And so we would walk in and we would, you know, say bonjour, like and all the French phrases that we had sort of learned to say hello. And then usually that got us through to whatever we needed to do. And most of the times people spoke English and they could sort of tell that we didn't speak French. So, you know, it, it worked out all the time. So go out there, explore and enjoy that. Uh, but revolution is, is good. Uh, Jared Dubois actually texted me today and he was like, they, they can't be saying his last name right. That can't be revolution. <laughs> and I'm like, and I sent him the video of him saying it himself, yeah. right? And I'm like, this is what he said. I go, you listen to it. He goes, 
it sounds like he's saying revolution. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's I go that's so that's what we're going with the whole deal. We uh, we yeah. had this conversation when when he announced it. How I said, the, I, I agree with Jared. I feel like it's not right. Something in the he's like tr- he's giving us the English version to to appease us. That's what it feels like. But we're gonna take it and we're gonna run with it. Okay, cool. We're we're good with that. Uh, Greg Vanny came out and said uh, that he ruled Chicharito out. Uh, Sega Cool Bale is out. Uh, basically on Chicharito and and listen, I've been watching the chat room. And people are saying, you know, oh, he looks fine on Instagram. That's not a game. And Instagram is not a game. It's not there. And Greg Vanny was very he said, you know, hey, he's going through his return to play sort of statuses, right? He's going through his stuff that he's supposed to be doing. Um, and, you know, whenever you look at that and say, OK, um, you know, these things, you know, these he's going through this stuff. It's just like he's not getting the uh He's not getting fully fit yet, right? It's not there yet. You want to be able to... Greg always talked about like Victor Vasquez whenever he had his groin issue that he was sort of working through. He's like, can he stop and kick a ball across the field? Like, you know, stop on a dime and kick a ball across the field like he always does. And if the answer is no, then he's not ready to come back, right? It's those little things. Um, And it also... It also, you want to follow up the, the point of the season that it is, you're going away, you know, at altitude, playing against the last place team, you know, two games in quick succession do we really need Chicharito here? Do you need him right now? Do you want to push it and give him that extra stress, um, you know, on it now? And right. because we we really need him on this away trip uh, against the Vancouver Whitecaps, or do you say maybe he's good enough and can probably play, but it might not be a good idea. So you just deal with it and you say, you know what, let's keep him in bubble wrap. We'll save it. And then, you know, when we play a tougher game or we feel like an opponent, uh, you know, needs it, then, then we'll bring him in. But I think, I think we have to pause now. Yeah, there's some, we, some we, crazy we, stuff happening in the chat. We have two things, and I want, I don't want to forget Aaron because Aaron's was yeah. a long time ago, and I want to make sure Aaron's we get got there. Overshadowed here. A- Eric's got a, a, Aaron gave us a five dollars super chat and says if Eric's dogs played soccer, which dog would play which position? So quickly, Eric, what's what's the I've, answer to that? I've got the answer. Yes, so I got I got Rocket. He's my my forward. I actually kick the soccer ball around. He chases it. Uh, then I got Jet. He's my defensive midfielder. He's breaking up plays. He's running into other dogs. Right. Uh, and then I got got Coco. She's my goalkeeper. She's always blocking everyone. Okay. So those are my positions. Rocket forward. Right. Uh, Jet, defensive midfield. Coco is a goalkeeper. I've got a great spine to start my dog soccer team here. All right. And then and then we have to get to. Um. I th- I think this is the record. I mean, I I it believe is. this is the record. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know that the screen name is it B I'm just going to say it's B Y L C 31, um, Correct. gave us a $100 super chat, um, which is way more than as, as certainly necessarily. But, uh, what they said was, uh, rich galaxy fan here can't make the live pod, but I'd like to pay it forward and get 10 galaxy fans in for the event. Also 49 99 to get Pato a few beers. Happy <laughs> earliest early uh, 40th bud well thank you we appreciate that awesome. we, we will make sure so um the 10 people who you were like i don't think i really want to pay you now get to just go all right so you, you, you this this nice person has given you free license to show up to our podcast on july 31st all right so we expect yeah. to be there and thank you for that that's amazing that's awesome i promise with that with the 50 dollars for a few beers uh, i will pay that forward to people who are around me whenever i am i am there as well so uh if i, I gonna say if I haven't if I haven't told you yet, there will be birthday beers after the show because our show stops around seven and at seven fifteen, Josh will be drinking birthday beers. So, um, yeah, yeah there we go. It's, it's literally on the schedule. Birthday beers, seven fifteen. So uh, I, you're a punctual person. You're a planner. So I imagine that that's how it's going to go off. But big shout out to you. 
BYLC31, uh, you know, 99 bucks. That's incredible. That's awesome. And, and you're right. You, you know, thanks for paying for the people who maybe were un, unsure on the fence. They're now covered. Now you can come. You can go in guilt, guilt-free. guilt That's and right. And then, of course, for the birthday beers uh, for the Pato himself. So shout out to you. That's awesome. Salute. Rich Galaxy fans on full display. That's right. That is Rich Galaxy fans. Everybody knows that the Galaxy are Rich Galaxy fans. That's a, that's a thing that happens all the time. So that's awesome. Uh, super stoked about that. Um, here's some other things that we know. Uh, we said Koulibaly will be out as well. Acosta, Danilo Acosta is questionable. He's been working on some things. Uh, let me give you the good news. Uh, Daniel Stairs is back training with the team. So that technically, Greg didn't say it, but he'll be available for selection. So however that ends up happening, we'll see uh, whether or not he wants to start somebody, bring somebody in. There's a bunch of games here. Three games in eight days. Um, people will say seven days. It's not. It's eight days. Um, a Saturday, Saturday is eight, <laughs> not seven. Um, so uh, it's three games in eight days. They happen in rapid succession. So, um, you know, this is going to be something that uh, Vanny talked about. And he talked about rotating guys um, in this press conference. I asked him about, um, you know, how you sort of approach these three games. It's their longest road trip optimistically they get to stay in one place for two days. Um, that's one yeah. of the things that, that I don't think we've said is that uh, Greg confirmed that they will stay in Utah between the two games because they play Vancouver in Utah on Saturday and then Wednesday they play RSL in Utah. So, um, and, and the added wrinkle to that is it was also announced that the Canadian teams will be returning to their home stadiums in Canada. So Montreal... Uh, Toronto will right. be returning, but Vancouver will stay because they're doing upgrades to their stadium. So they're actually, so the galaxy again, benefit, hmm. even though Canadian teams are returning, Vancouver is still going to stay in that spot. So they benefit that that didn't change the week that you're planning to go right now that you have to go up to Vancouver and then travel to RSL. It worked out with the scheduling that they knock out their Vancouver games in close succession and they don't have to travel, uh, you know, because it's, it's a longer road trip to go up there to Vancouver. So it's nice to keep that at least a little bit closer. Not that Salt Lake is, uh, you know, a, a one hour southwest flight, but still. Yeah, but it's, still it's like a little an, bit better. What is it like an hour and a half? Like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I was just I was going to make sure I was just checking. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, you know, he talked about it and and, you know, the, the only downside to this was had they gone to Vancouver um, I we could have asked about vaccination status of the team because we've seen that coaches are answering questions about whether or not everybody will be available to travel to Canada and you need to be fully vaccinated in order to make that. And we don't know what the LA Galaxy's full vaccination status is. Um, so it was one of those things that um, you can sort of look at and, and say, hey, we missed out on that. But we'll see. Um, you know, this is that was really their only chance because in the Western Conference, it's just Vancouver, um, who's a Canadian team. And the Galaxy will have pay, played them twice a Way. So Vancouver, I think, comes to um, L.A. still. Um, and so, yeah, that's sort of where we sit um, on those ones. Um, let's see some of the other stuff that they talked. He talked about rotating players from midweek game. Wasn't worried about the four days rest. This is interesting. It's getting into Greg's head a little bit. Uh, he's not worried about Saturday to Wednesday. OK, what he is worried about, though, Eric, is Wednesday to Saturday. And he says the four days Correct. guys can handle. He goes, he's not worried about that. He goes, you know, and yes, we're at altitude, but we're going to stay there. So every day we're there, we're going to adapt a little bit to it. So he goes, I expect to be OK for that. He goes, but certainly we're looking at game three as well. Uh, whenever we're looking at game two and because of that, there may be rotations. There may be some stuff to sort of go, um, you know, and and change things. So look at that midweek game against RSL is perhaps the time when Greg goes into full heavy rotations um, and and who's available and how that works. Um, Dan Stairs is back with the team. We talked about Williams. Derek Williams is back off of suspension. He will expect him to play. Uh, he was asked about sort of how he's handled the time off mentally, physically. Greg says physically he's fine, except that he needs to play games. 
games. Um, and that'll take him a couple games to get into and, and sort of do it. He said mentally it probably started out pretty tough for him. But as things went on, you know, he was he was more and more. So he seems pretty um pretty pretty ready to go on all that um let's see i'm trying to go through stuff i know i wanted to get to some audio there's um greg is very detailed um whenever uh he talks about things let's talk about the the ted lasso news uh nikki k asked uh, asked greg if he had finished uh ted lasso yet uh so i have his answer and i'd rather just you hear it from him than than uh than anybody else so here it is he says and then nothing happens because that's what i like to do i like to click the buttons and then make sure that they don't work. Um, I'll, I'll fix it. Here we go. I have not. Between uh, the Euros, Copa America, now the Gold Cup, and us watching us and our opponents, I haven't watched much TV outside of uh, just soccer. So, uh, But I will. I will. I promise. He, one, he promised. And two, he called us all lazy. Right. Did you hear that? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. While you guys were all watching Ted Lasso, I was doing, you know, my job, you know, so it was it was one of those. Also, to be fair, it's been out a year, so it's not like, you know, (laughs) you just caught up this week. We've already watched it. And but he does get a pass. He's been a busy man where this is probably the worst time for Greg Vandy to catch up on a show. So let's give him till the off season, which hopefully uh, is in December, you know, December and January. Okay. Yeah. 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 He, he, <laughs> he can begin catching up on that. He can watch seasons one and two and two, he'll yep. just, he just cruises right through that. So right through that's two weeks. Easy. That he will, he will absolutely. So anyway, so that was some, some fun stuff there from Greg Vanny. I'm trying to think, um, you know, one of the things he said about Chicharito, I thought was interesting and I'm going to see if I can follow it. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, here, here's Greg Vanny. He was asked, you know, is there a chance that maybe we'd see Chicharito later um, in this? And, and Vanny, I thought, had a good answer to it. But not only that, listen to sort of his philosophy on, on Javier uh, Hernandez. There is uh, some hope that we'll see him in the course of the week, whether that's Wednesday or Saturday. We're, we're trying to progress him along and see where that's at. Um, we're, from, a, from our mindset we're trying to push him along without rushing him and that's that we're going to stick in that that mindset so as he's ready as he as he feels good and as he achieves the things that we need him to achieve to feel comfortable with putting him back that we're not there is no risk about putting him back then we'll take those steps so Wednesday I would say is is questionable we're hoping that Saturday is a lot more probable but um, I, I won't really know until he starts crossing some of those thresholds that we that we want in his return to return to play. So I just like to point out next Saturday, right? Not this Saturday. So Correct. this Saturday he's out. He's already ruled him out. Wednesday questionable. Next Saturday more probable. All right. So that's how it sort of sits there. So everybody worried that it's going to be a long time. It doesn't seem like it's going to be a long time. It seems like he can he can rest him. But I will raise not not the, I'm not going to press the panic button, but just going to wave a tissue uh, as a flag of concern. Uh, because it has the Galaxy last played on uh, July 7th. So um, it's going to be 10 days by the time uh, the next Vancouver game comes around. And Chicharito didn't play in that game at all. It's not like he picked up an injury. He was ruled out you know, from warm-ups during that game. And so 10 days later, still not ready, probably not ready, um, you know, you know, 14 days later, what is that? 13 days later, my math is, of course, on the spot, not great. Right. Uh, but And still not going to be ready. So it's a little concerning, okay, how serious is this injury if, you know, it's not a for sure thing by Saturday. He's kind of, I don't know if Fanny's just saying the right things, playing it close to the vest, and maybe he will really be ready. But it, it makes you raise a little bit of a concern that maybe this injury, 
you know, is a little bit more serious and it's going to take a long time for him to recover. Obviously, I mentioned it earlier, you don't want to have him push it too early and make it even worse. I think we've seen some Galaxy players do that in the past. So if the philosophy is to make sure he's 100% healthy and if that's one of the protocols that they're making him go through, then great. But but it does, you know, just going to wave that little tissue of concern that maybe uh, this could be the start of something that makes us uncomfortable and that second striker really becomes a position need. Uh, we're, we're having uh, some of our listeners are also uh, paying attention to the Gold Cup. USA is playing uh, Martinique right now. Uh, as I see it, 83rd minute, 5-1 uh, United States. Canada won their game earlier against Haiti, 4-1. Um, and so uh, running up the scores are important in the group play to sort of see who wins group and how that sort of goes through. Uh, we wanted to give you a Gold Cup update as well. Um, and that is... Would you call it a Gold Cup date? An old uh, an old cup date? No, a gold cup gold date. Cup, yes, a gold, gold cup date. A gold cupcake. I. Yeah. Okay. Here good. I am coming up with the good the good jokes. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to let you. I don't want to completely thrown out the window. No, I don't want right. to let you. Uh, right, five dollars. myself. Five dollars super chat. Uh, good before I do it. Uh, five dollars super chat from Patrick says this U.S. men's national team defender James Sands got game. Uh, there's been a lot. It's always whenever you get the MLS space guys, they go out there. There's always a few surprises. Busio has been great, um, which, by the way, should tell you about the LA Galaxy a little bit, because I thought they whenever they played Sporting Kansas City, they did a really good job in limiting Busio um, to doing a lot of anything really in the game. Uh, but he's such a good player. Um, and he's one of those guys who is probably short term, not going to be here for, for very much longer. There's all sorts of yeah. rumors out there that he's gone. So um, Dallas selling and, off players like there's there's all sorts yeah. of things that are that are sort of happening right now. Um, and, and also to yeah. highlight Patrick's point, I think the Gold Cup, yeah, say what you will about B teams and C teams uh, who are participating of those big countries, but it also is an opportunity, like you said, that James Sands kind of shows that he got game. Remember Uriel Antuna a couple seasons ago while he was playing for the Galaxy, got that cool up, call up, and that was basically his coming out party for Mexico, and he hasn't really relinquished uh, that that first team spot he's become come into the fold and it was because of that breakout at the gold cup so to patrick's point this is absolutely a showcase and a chance for some of these guys to break into the team yeah it is um gold cup galaxy players efrain and alvarez came into the 83rd minute of mexico's three nothing win over guatemala uh, jonathan del santos came in in the 68th minute so both la galaxy players getting time as substitutes in that game uh game was comfortably in hand even whenever Jonathan Del Santos came in but they scored the third goal shortly after he came on uh, and then Efrain Alvarez uh, came in in the early third, 83rd minute game was over by then uh, and saw everything sort of ride out uh, Sebastian Legette to my knowledge has not come on for the LA Galaxy or for the US men's national team yet uh, he was not in the starting lineup I haven't seen him be um, I'm, I'm going to have the chat room check me just to make sure he hasn't made like a sneaky sub uh, appearance here anytime soon. Um, but uh, whenever I started everything and was watching the first half of the game, he obviously hadn't come in yet. So in the second half, he may get some time uh, coming in. Uh, Jamaica has a game on Friday. Costa Rica has a game on Friday. That's where O'Neill Fisher and People Gonzalez uh, might be playing as well. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Jamaica will play Guadalupe at 3.30 on Friday. Uh, People uh, and Costa Rica play Suriname at 5.30 on Friday. So 3.30, 5.30. You can find both those games. I think it's all on Fox. So yes, yep. that, that's where we're at right now. Um, let's get Fox, to... And I, I, I will say, if, if you like the Spanish coverage, TUDN has been excellent with... You know, they have someone from each country coming on at a certain time. Mauricio Cienfuegos have, has been there representing El Salvador. So it's kind of cool their setup. So if that's your your cup of tea, I really like the, the TUD and coverage of the Euros and of the Gold Cup. Uh, you know, I might even prefer it, even Spanish not being my 
preferred language or number one language. It's, it's, their coverage is really good. Okay, good. Good, good, good to know. Just um, and Aaron, I think, has checked us to know Sebastian Legette as of the 87th minute. Um, so, uh, and there you go. Uh, Patrick has your gold cup. Thank date. you, Patrick. Yes, Patrick. <laughs> Patrick likes you. Um, I can tell you all that already. Let's get to some all-star game voting. Um, why? Because I like to ridicule it every single year. So why not talk about it? Um, one of the big changes that has been made this year, uh, for the first time ever, MLS will allow votes for, at, for each position. Thank you, God, by the way, if you're going to do this, at least do it right. <laughs> Don't have like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to vote all the right backs in and you know, there's going to be seven right backs or seven, you know, wing, right wingers or or, you know, oh, this guy, he plays uh, on, he plays at left wing, but I'm going to vote him in as a midfielder. And whenever they play the all-star game, they're going to have seven left-sided midfielders and no right-sided midfielders, all that. So anyway, you can vote via position, right back, left back, center back, goalkeeper. All those things are up and available for you. Uh, MLS has it on their app and, and on their website, and you can go ahead and fill those out. So, Eric, what does it mean? And Corner of the Galaxy has been, I believe, consistent since 2009 when we did our very first show, uh, the 2009 All-Star Game. I imagine we gave the same device, uh, same advice. And this advice is this. You do not vote for LA Galaxy players. And the last thing you want is for your players to be playing in a meaningless exhibition game in a crowded, ridiculous schedule um, underneath your arch rival's head coach. Okay, so Bob Bradley's coaching. The the game is at at Bank of California Stadium, which, by the way, everybody's complaining about the ticket prices. I think, yeah, like what like that was in the chat early on, two hundred dollars or something like that for for a ticket. Two hundred dollars, and then you have the Ticketmaster fees on top of it, and that's before third party. So there's plenty of tickets available. They just can't seem to sell them. So the price point just seems a bit ridiculous. But at Bank of California Stadium, the price point for a lot of those games. Um, because it's a smaller stadium and the location, it, it doesn't seem like you can get inexpensive tickets at that stadium for anything. I, I was going to say the other part about this is that um, whenever it comes to all-star games, there it's a sponsor event, right? This is the time MLS yeah. gets to bring all their sponsors in and they get to give them tickets to this and say, this is what you get for doing this and here's all your tickets. So the majority, you know, a big portion of that stadium that holds around 22,000 people is going to be sponsors and like those things. And so everybody who's there, who's not that, yeah. you, well, it checks out the prices again. And, and the irony is that the people who are going to be at that game are going to be, you know, the the Target sponsors, the GMs of Target who probably don't even watch uh, soccer. But, you know, they got tickets to the game because uh, their company is sponsoring it. So it's it's kind of interesting that you're going to have more of a corporate crowd. But but to go back to the the COG sponsored strategy, yes. you vote all your LAFC players, your San Jose players, your Seattle, Seattle players, players, right? vote them all. But I have a bit of a hot take. I'm going to go. The other direction, play devil's advocate yes. here. There's, you're not keeping Chicharito out of this game. No, I think the fan vote, regardless of how many Galaxy fans don't vote him in, I, th I think just around the league and his fame, I think his notoriety. I just think you're you're not keeping him out of this game. He's going to get voted in anyway, so you deal with it. You you live with it. Yeah. And even if, yeah. let's say you were right, and, and we all rallied around, you know, Galaxy Twitter, and we got on social media, and we made a push, and we said, "Do not vote Chicharito," and he doesn't make the the All Star team. Guess what? Don Garber gets some picks. Oh yeah. And at, at the very least, against the Liga MX team, Don Garber is going to pick up Chicharito if he wasn't originally voted. So you're not keeping. Uh, Chicharito out of this game. So if you want to vote for Chicharito, vote for him. Uh, you know, maybe it might be even a fun thing to say he got the most votes and you can support him in, in that regard because you don't want a, a rival team getting more votes. The other positions, 
is where it gets a little bit trickier. And I will say there is a benefit of it being in Los Angeles because they're not traveling to Minnesota. They're not traveling to Orlando. So the travel, you're not going to get as much fatigue. And then with 26 players, you're not going to get a full 90 minutes. You're probably going to get 45 minutes, maybe 60 minutes. Uh, So the toll on it really isn't great. Yes, we don't want any minutes. But at the same time, if it's going to happen anyway, and there are deserving players, I think Chicharito, you know, golden boot leader, the notoriety that he has, you're not keeping him out. And I I think there are really only two other worthy all-stars on this team. And I think it's Jonathan Bond Uh and Julian Araujo. Yes. And so you think the goalkeeper position, that's a showcase for him. Not a bad thing. You want to show your support. Maybe people around the league still don't know who he is. So you put him on the map. And then Araujo, again, he's a player who maybe isn't long for the Galaxy. And you want to get that showcase. You want to see him lock down Liga MX players. So if those three players got voted in, I could live with it. But, you know, someone like a Jonathan Dos Santos, who's hardly played when he has played, hasn't been great to see him voted in. I don't think that'd be great, uh, especially with being time away from the world for the Gold Cup and Mm. injuries. I just don't see the benefit of that. Cabral hasn't done enough. Grant Sir hasn't done enough. So I I don't think those players will get there. But I think Chicharito, Julian Araujo, and Jonathan Bond, if they went in, I can live with it because it's close by and it's it's a different showcase for them because of their positions. You forgot one name. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong, by the way. I want you to say you're not wrong. Of those three, those are the three who I think deserve to be there. Uh, Chicharito is going in. Listen, 12 12 players will be determined by a vote of MLS players, fans, and media. As a media person, I don't have a vote in this. Uh, I know Baxter does. So Baxter had, uh, I was was going over his his list that he had there. Um, Each of the three voting groups will represent one third of the combined vote. Then 12 will be selected by MLS All-Star head coach Bob Bradley. Um, So he's going to select, I mean, Again, you talk about the distance thing. This is where it, it's bad because the Galaxy are just down Correct. the road. Bob could pick yeah. more LA Galaxy players to come in and fill out his roster um, for those spots that he had. And, you know, that that I could see that happening. Uh, and two will be selected by MLS Commissioner Don Garber. Chicharito is going to be in on the players, fans and media votes. Uh, and if not, Bob Bradley would pick him. And if not, Garber would pick him. They, I mean, they have his picture and Carlos Vela's picture on basically like all the adverts for all this stuff. Um, so those things are, are are there the one person that you didn't say and again you're not wrong on this it's just you didn't say his name is sebastian legette and you're 100 percent correct that he has not done enough this year to make an all-star vote but he's a u.s men's he'll national team, he's a u.s yeah. men's national team voter yeah and you're, he's you're a right. he's a guy that bob bradley would probably be like we should probably have him on the team and he's just down the freeway and we could bring him up so i wouldn't be surprised if you get three players i think jonathan bond people are going to say he absolutely deserves to be there. And as Galaxy fans, we've watched and we've seen it. We've, we've just been like, yeah, duh. I think that that's more of a reach outside of people who don't watch the yeah. LA Galaxy all the time because that's- his stats aren't great because he faces almost more shots than anybody else. Well, um, yeah. And- and the, the thing, like, I, I saw some of the, the, the big wigs over at MLS Extra Time mentioning someone like Brad Stuver, who's at um, Austin. And so Austin's getting just their, their, their rear ends handed to them. But because Stuver has the most saves, because he's taking on water, you know, quite a bit, then he's going to be in that con- conversation as well. So Bond's kind of similar yes. because that defense is allowing a lot of shots. He's in there, but he has a better win percentage. So I think that gives him the edge. But you're right. He's not that known commodity like a Chicharito. Um, so you're right. It is a little bit of the reach, but that, but from my heart and as a Galaxy podcast, he's a deserving... If we're saying who deserves to be there, right. I think it's Chicharito, Araujo, and Bond. Those are the three. And then I think 
you know, Legit's going to ride Blue Steel all the way to the All-Star game. And that's that's probably the reason that's going in. OK, good, good. I'm, I'm glad we got that um, real quickly on some of the stats. I just wanted to get you to get you some fun stats that I sort of ran across. And I, I this happens on occasion. We talk to you all the time. But, um, you know, MLS sends out things and they're trying to highlight a certain player in this place case. It was Diego Valeri who now climbed into, you know, the top, I think, 10 in in most assists in MLS career. He's now has 90 assists in 244 games played. Uh, Landon Donovan, by the way, is number one in that 340 games played, 136 assists. Steve Ralston, by the way, has 135 assists. He's in number two. Uh, but there is a guy who currently plays for the LA Galaxy who's also on this list. He's number eight, Sasha Kleschen. Um, excuse me, I think he's uh, number... No, he's eight. Eight, nine, ten. I can count. Don't worry. Uh, Sasha Kleschen, <laughs> uh, 291 games played, 95 assists. Uh, just to note, Sasha Kleschen has not recorded an assist yet this year. Um, but having said that, he's a guy who, um, you know, you should sort of keep an eye on. He he is a guy who's climbing up Major League Soccer history. I mean, you know, if he suddenly has a really good year and racks off, you know, 45 assists, because I'm sure that's happening. Uh, and <laughs> he, he, he could pass Landon Donovan. I mean, you know, it's he's he's within striking distance, maybe, perhaps. Never say never. You ne- know, if Chicharito stays in on top form, uh, then maybe he can get there. But I, I will say, look, when you look at the players on that list, you know, Obviously, Landon Donovan, mm-hmm. Valderrama, Preki, Echeverry, you know, Kobe Jones. It's it's an impressive, impressive company to be in. So kudos to you, Sasha, just just for making being in that company. And of course, we hope that that, you know, those numbers rise. I, he can get to 100. He can break break the triple digits. That's that's my prediction. I think for he should. Sasha, I think he could do that this season. I think he should. I think I think that should be his goal. We'll talk to him. We'll we'll, yep. we'll make it happen. Um, longest undefeated streak. Now they wanted to talk about Seattle on this because um, Seattle has uh, rolled since uh, last season, uh, fifteen games undefeated right now, um, and it is approaching the best ever, which was Toronto uh, between twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. They had nineteen games unbeaten, tied with FC Dallas, tied with Columbus Crew, FC Dallas in twenty ten, the year that they knocked the LA. Galaxy out of the playoffs. Uh, Columbus crew in 2004 to 2005 um, had 19 there as well. Um, but I wanted to point out the LA Galaxy also on this list in 2009 to 2010, they went 15 games undefeated. Um, and in 1997 to 1998, um, they had 15 games undefeated. Now there's, there's a twist on this, which is the longest single season undefeated streak in a single season, right? So inside the season, how, how many it goes? It's <laughs> a lot of qualifiers. It is. It is. Uh, FC Dallas yeah. leads that with 19. Uh, that's their 2010 um, that they rolled on on that one. Um, you have Portland and Colorado and Por- and Portland again uh, with 15. You have the LA Galaxy in there tied in there with Sporting Kansas City and DC United for 14. Um, so and that was the LA Galaxy team in 2011 that ended up winning the Supporter Shield and the MLS Cup the last time that the Supporter Shield was a balanced um, event. So uh, the LA Galaxy winning the double there in one of the best LA Galaxy teams that I've ever seen played. So um, those were just fun little stats that I thought we could we could touch on here and there, Eric, just to sort of say, hey, these things are around. Give you a little idea of what is going on quickly. Now we're going to move on. Yeah, go ahead. Last thing. It makes you feel a little bit better about 2010 as well, because you think, okay, they didn't just go out to a, a schlubby, you know, FC Dallas team, that FC Dallas team, you know, got hot at the right time and was it was a decent team and a worthy team you know if you're going to lose at least you lose to someone who's on a list like this yeah uh absolutely i, I want to get just uh, some fun stuff you and i were joking around uh, uh sportico did a most valuable um uh, team and they made a list of the top 10 most valuable teams in major league soccer one of the things though that they wanted to look at was value to revenue which whenever you look at the other 
major sports. They did the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the Premier League. Um, and basically, you know, the average value of the team and, you know, the average revenue and what that is, they say that MLS is 12.2. And, you know, the second best one there is the NBA at 7.8. Basically, if the average value is $550 million for a franchise and the average revenue is $45 million, right? They're basically just showing it's 12.2. The average value to rev revenue multiple is 12.2, which is interesting, which is why I, uh, trust me, people who are looking at this and who have ridiculous amounts of money, Eric, who want to own professional sports teams, when they're looking, this is something they're looking at. This is something yeah. that they would know. And this is one of the reasons the why MLS is able to attract uh, so many new investors and that type of thing. So it, it's something to sort of keep an eye on. Any Anything on this? It, it was it just... I love that we keep finding new metrics, you know, talk about, you know, best, most wins in a season for a season within a season, uh, again, value to revenue multiple. That's, that's a new, uh, you know, I work, I work in math and in some different things. This is a new one for me. So, but, I, but I like where it's going and it's, it feels like this was a chart that was made up just to try to like someone at MLS made this chart just right. to make them look good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, but it, but it makes sense because of what the contract is. They're not, you know, you know, the value itself for what people pay to see it, it's lower, but they are bringing in a lot of money uh, with advertising and with, you know, jersey sales, you know, it's kind of a under the radar uh, hit. And when you sent me this earlier, I was preparing to make a joke that COG, you know, Corner of the Galaxy is one of the best uh, value to revenue multiples of podcasts. But I think with BYLC's contribution, that revenue went way up. And I think our multiple that shot our multiple down, that really lowered our value. So, uh, you know, I, I was going to say you get the most bang for your buck. But now that we have that revenue coming in, I don't know that that puts on the pressure that we have to kick it up a notch here. Yeah, it, uh, I think so. Uh, let's get to Sportico and they they rank the top 10 most valuable franchises in Major League Soccer. The LA Galaxy finished three in this eight hundred and thirty five million dollars is what they value uh, that franchise at Atlanta United, eight hundred and forty five million um, and then they have LAFC at 860 million. As with any of these, I will say that these are stabs in the dark completely and totally. Um, and that usually what Forbes has the list that comes out and we, we look at the Forbes list. Um, but I can't disagree with a lot of this. The, the stadium and where it's located, the land itself, I don't believe is, can be owned by LAFC, but the stadium is, I believe, owned by LAFC. It's like the structure itself has value mm. there. Um, and so th it makes sense to me that they're in that oh, sort of $860 million range. Although the LA Galaxy and their location and the complex that they have, I mean, just AEG and how much uh, land they, they are able to use. And yeah. the same thing, by the way, that land is leased from Cal State Dominguez Hills, right? That's not AEG-owned land. The stadium mm -hmm. is AEG's. Um, but you know, it's one of those things, same sort of, uh, presence there. But anyway, I just thought it was really interesting to look at that. Um, the top 10 goes LAFC, Atlanta, LA galaxy, Seattle, New York city, Toronto, Portland, DC United, Austin, which is interesting coming into the league and already, uh, in the number nine spot there. And then sporting Kansas city at 550 million. So, uh, no surprises there. I was just, I was yeah. just, yeah, that it's, was it. It's funny. You kind of went the same angle that I was thinking of about the real estate and where they're located. And I know that's a sometimes as a perceived dig is the playing in Carson and not the heart of the city in downtown L.A. But when you think about it, you know, MLS franchises are valued and being in Los Angeles is important. And you think and that location in downtown Los Angeles is only worth twenty five million more and then that's the difference and that's not too bad that's i think we you know all things considered big picture um you know and we'll see how that works over time uh we've started to see some things slip up obviously there are the hot shiny new toy 
And what's the sustainability there? Are they going to be able to maintain that? Same thing with Atlanta. I think Atlanta was going to be, you know, maybe top of this list, uh, you know, and if they continue to slip up, do they keep that value? So um, the fact that the Galaxy of the original 96 franchises are, are up there and still up there. That, that's a good sign, uh, you know, obviously based on location, Southern California, the Los Angeles market, uh, you know, but maybe a minor hit for that real estate area and where they're located. But again, I'm, this is the funny money, you know, weird things doesn't really mean it's uh, who's if someone's going to come in and, and pay for it. You know, you're Steve Ballmer, who's going to pay, right. you know, a, a couple billion for the Clippers that then that's what it's worth. So you're right. It's, it's only worth once it. Once it trades hands, then you see what what the actual evaluation would be. Uh, Aaron, by the way, says uh, about LAFC Stadium. He says um, if if they own the stadium, can they pick it, pick up the stadium and move it somewhere? You know, like the county dump. I just hey, I, oh, wow, I just, with the sound effect, well I d- done. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I've, I've been I've been hanging out around here for a while. All right, I I've, I've been I've done a couple shows now um, under nice. my belt, so you know I'm I'm ready I'm ready to go. Um, anyway. So, um, yeah, that's where we sit with those valuations. I thought it was interesting to sort of bring that out. Now, let's get to um, the L.A. Galaxy um, and taking on the Vancouver Whitecaps because it's 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 at that point now. Um, we've talked about Vancouver Whitecaps and where they sit. And currently, last place in the Western Conference. Uh, they have nine points from 12 games, 2-7-3. and three. Uh, the, the other teams, the L.A. Galaxy, will be playing... Uh, on this road trip, the midweek game will be against Real Salt Lake, who is in sixth place. So the best team of these three games. And you talked about Vanny possibly rotating in the middle. Correct. I mean, sit there and say what you will. This is not one of those things, Eric, where you look at it and you say the LA Galaxy absolutely come out and get nine points from this. And if you do, you're not paying attention to it. Right. But I'm saying yeah. that seven points would be outstanding. <laughs> wow. Out that's standing. Well, I mean, so yeah. you're playing the two last place teams, right? You have Dallas, who is in 12th mm-hmm. place in the Western Conference. They have 11 points. They're two, five and five. You have Vancouver, who's in 13th, Which, right? Those. But you're, you're going away to Dallas as the right. third of the three games. Yes. So that can that. Well, on paper, that should be an easy game. It's it's really not going to be an easy game. They, I think Vancouver. They, they just sold a guy. To, a little more. They just yeah. sold a guy to Venice. I mean, what <laughs> what are they doing? Can you He's can on you a gondola? Can you imagine just for a second? You're an LA Galaxy fan. Let's let's sit this, okay? And I think everybody can be can be within this space and understand that the LA Galaxy were there not too long ago, right? But the LA Galaxy were in last place in the Western Conference, and then they sell one of their most prominent developing pieces that probably could have helped the team get out of last place. The there would be a riot at at the digs, right? People would yeah. go crazy. It's like you have a guy who can help you in the whole deal. In Dallas, um, that's I guess that's just like that's just how it goes. It's, that's the the precedent has been set. That's what they do. They they have young talent and then they ship it away uh, at the first bidder who comes knocking. So you're you're right. The, the, if if Araujo went this season. Uh, well, we've been talking about that and how that's a possibility. People would be upset because they say, well, if, if, if Chicharito is looking good, if the team's starting to gel, Araujo could have been an important piece to make a run here. Uh, and people would be upset that he's gone. But it just seems like that's business as usual for FC Dallas. So so it's interesting. I think this game on Saturday is a little more must-winny, even though obviously it's not a must-win right. at this point in the season. Yep. But it's like they're in last place. They're missing uh, Cavallini. They're missing Crepo. They're missing Gutierrez. They're missing you know, basically three out of their four best players right. who are gone for the gold cup with Canada. So, and they sold, and they sold a designated player who hasn't been yeah. playing with them at all this year anyway. So that doesn't exactly. Ali Adnan is, is gone as well. 
Um, they terminated that contract. So again, the, you look at it on paper, even without Chicharito, this feels like it should be should be three points. And then middle of the week at Salt Lake, that's the one I don't have as much faith on that one because Salt Lake's at home, their actual home. Right. Uh, and again, midweek, short rest. I just don't feel as good about that one. So maybe you can get uh, you know a point at Dallas, or you know if, if you you beat up on Dallas because they're missing Tanner Tessman, six points. I think four, in between four and six points is a success. Okay. Okay. I like that. I can I can see it. Um, I would like to hear. I I want to relay something I heard. Um, Vancouver play, uh, played RSL last week, right? Or whenever they everybody was playing games yeah, before the, last, the goal cut, the yeah. last one, mm-hmm. uh, and they beat them four to nothing. That was that was the RSL beat them. RSL was the away team that night, yeah. right? So. <laughs> They were, but apparently one of the stewards, whenever RSL fans were streaming in for that game to, to watch the RSL be the away team at their own stadium to Vancouver, they were saying the one of the stewards was like, welcome to Vancouver, everybody. And that I don't know, for whatever <laughs> reason, that makes me like a roll on the inside. I can't handle I just the, the I would I would crack up if I if I saw that. So anyway, um, let's get you some some info here. Uh, LA Galaxy are headed to Vancouver. Uh, it's a 7 p.m. start time. It's actually 7 8 p.m. start time. This game is on Spectrum Sportsnet. So Kobe Jones, uh, Joe Tatino and Nikki K will have the coverage there. Uh, it is again at RSL's uh, stadium uh, at Rio Tinto there at in Sandy, Utah. It's at altitude. Uh, the pitch is going to be hard and bumpy, just like it always is. The only difference between uh, this field and Portland's field is Portland's field is made of plastic, and this one at least has grass. Um, but that's about the only thing. Uh, yeah. Every, every time, every time, grass on cement doesn't make it much better. Yeah. No, no it, it just it feels it, this. This is always a tough place to play. We saw what happened the last time the LA Galaxy played Vancouver. Um, we saw the last minute win. Um, from Efrain and Alvarez, who won't be there this time. Uh, you know, there's no Chicharito. You know that. There's no Sega Koulibaly. We know that. Um, there's no Danilo Acosta. Not surprised, but he hasn't really been on any of those team sheets anyway, so that's not a big deal. But you're getting Steris right. back. You're getting back, you know, uh, Williams back. No Sebastian Legette is going to be there. So there's things that are going to have to sort of go about. But we've seen this LA Galaxy team play without pieces before and the starting lineup doesn't get altered too much and i think so if you're looking at starting lineups and what we've seen in the last couple games with chicharito out and zoo back up top and whether augie williams gets put in there i think we're going to see something consistent with that as well um the only thing i wanted to say is that greg vanny said one thing during his call that i thought was super interesting because i just didn't think about it he said you know we have to figure out ways to rest guys and rotate guys and do that he goes but you know maybe that means we change you know the way we play maybe we maybe we change our shape a little bit to control the ball more and maybe not be as you know forward pressing on some of these things and not have our guys go bombing up and down the right and left wings like we normally have our fullbacks do he goes maybe we pull them back a little bit we say conserve your energy and yes, of course, that makes sense. But to hear somebody say it and then have the light bulb click off in your head whenever you hear it, it's like, where's Greg Vanny been? Like, where has, why? <laughs> like, I just, I don't remember this this level of coaching insight. And maybe, you know, Bruce would have never said that, by the way, because he yeah. didn't, he doesn't want to tip anything off. And Bruce is old school like that. I'm not going to say anything that you can use against me, blah, 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 whole deal. But with Greg, he's so forthright about it. And then it almost feels like, I feel like an idiot every time I talk to him because he tells me something that's so obvious that I missed, of course. Well, it's one of those like cliches. You say if if he says in a press conference, conserve energy, maybe the fans or maybe the media will read into that and say, well, he's telling his players not to play for a win or not to play hard. 
but it's also being real, being honest. You know, you're going to be there. It's ahead. You know, in the back of your head, players think this, or, or coaches think this, and they feel that way. So it's it's okay to say it out loud, uh, and as long as you give them that understanding. And then, if of course, uh, if you report at Corner of the Galaxy that Greg Vanny tells his players not to try hard, then maybe he won't share that. Uh, you know, <laughs> that sound clip next time. But I think right. everyone kind of gets uh, where it's at. But going back to without Chicharito there, other players needing to step up. This, I also like you mentioned Ethan Zubak, and he's someone who I flipped up more on Ethan Zubak than I think uh, any other player in recent history. I feel like this could be like a Emma Boateng type moment for Zubak. He got his, his goal uh, last game against Dallas. I feel like going away to Vancouver, who's depleted, maybe this is the Zubak game, the, where, the, where the magic happens, the Zubat trick, whatever we want to call it. Yes. I, I, th- I, think, I think we're in store for some fun in Vancouver with, with a, a, a different look lineup with Chicharito out. Yeah, um, you know he's got some confidence. Let let the kid play. Um, you yeah. know, Augie Williams, I think has has a little fire lit under him as well. Um, I found something interesting in the notes here. Um, there has been a shutout in fifteen of the past nineteen meetings between these two teams. Um, with Williams coming back, uh, with the possibility of Steris coming back, I would put my money on the LA Galaxy holding that shutout and and not Vancouver. But having said that, uh, the Galaxy don't exactly play Vancouver well overall yes. in in the grand scheme of things, right? So um, these you, are not not barn burners when these teams meet each other. Yeah, no, it's it's if almost bet, like, bet the under. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bet the under. Um, you know, just looking at at sort of uh, the different players that uh, that Vancouver might have available, and you talked about some of the guys who are, who are gone. Um, you know, this is this is a team that I think is missing an identity. This missing, you know, sort of that that really good player that you really have to worry about. Um, and obviously, the Galaxy are very familiar with this team. They just played them. Um, so there's nothing in this that I think is uh, is dangerous for the Galaxy in this first game. Uh, yes, it's on the road, and. Uh, you know, if the LA Galaxy came out of this whole road trip with three points and they got it from three draws, I don't necessarily know I would be like, I know you, you want to be disappointed. I get it. Yeah, you're it on. Is, it would be you're on the road in Major League Soccer. Let's remember this. You're at altitude yeah. for two of these games. Let's remember this. Anytime you go on the road in Major League Soccer, your chances of winning that game go down severely. Okay. So again, keep that in mind. Keep things in perspective. The LA Galaxy are a good team this year okay i don't we haven't been able to say that in so long yes and what what the galaxy have showed us this season is they beat the teams they're supposed to beat right and that's why three draws in this road trip would be disappointing because you are supposed to beat vancouver you're supposed to beat dallas so i agree with you vancouver doesn't have that game changer you know christian Dejome, i think or Dahomey, whatever Dahomey. Mm-hmm. i think <laughs> tatino says Dahomey, and i was like you know he always says Dahomey, and i it always makes me feel very uncomfortable yeah, but yeah. he's the one player who leads them in goals and so but he's not like a a superstar or someone who you really need to worry about so um i think the galaxy do need to think in the back of their heads that you know they needed alvarez to bail them out so maybe they'd try to put the way put the game away early and not let Vancouver hang around because we've seen Vancouver hang around. You're right. There are these bugaboo teams for the Galaxy for whatever reason. Your Houston's, your Vancouver's, where you just let them hang around and then weird stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vancouver is one of those teams. So if the Galaxy are who we think they are, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. This game in Vancouver should be a guaranteed three points. 
which leads me to 538. Yes, tell you me. You know what 538 says? Yes. So 538 has the LA Galaxy as road favorites with a 42% chance to win, giving Vancouver only a 34% chance to win and then a 24% chance for a draw. Uh, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I mean yeah, seems I, right. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not going to argue with that. Um, by the way, the only team in Major League Soccer who doesn't have a draw, name them. Well, I, I don't know. You don't. Yes, you New do. England. No, no. It's the LA Galaxy. They haven't drawn. Oh. They haven't drawn a single game. Come on. Yeah, I, knew I, that. I was giving I knew. you. I was putting one on a tee for you and, yeah, and smacking it. You're like, hmm. The LA Galaxy. Do they well, have a draw? I'm like no. the LA Galaxy. Do but it, I was. I thought you were being another team. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They no. That's it. The the only team without a draw. Um. Uh. By the way. Uh. Let's see. Who said it? Uh. Oh, Mr. Provino says uh, first draw of the season in the next three games. I feel like there's a draw in one of these games. I feel like yeah, that RSL midweek game might be a draw. Might be That's a crazy draw though. It might be like five five or something something stupid. <laughs> um, it'll keep everybody. I go the up. other direction. I think RSL they just go and they, you know, kick the ball in a circle. Everyone walks out with one point. That's and right. And midweek and we, we leave home happy. There you go. That's a, we did a little handshake agreement. That would work yeah. fine. Um, all right. So Eric, if we're looking at this, uh, LA Galaxy head into Vancouver. Uh, one, you have to tell me what the score is. Who's going to win this first game? And then I want to know your point total for the next three games. All right, I think this game is going to be an LA Galaxy win. My goal prediction is 3-1. I'm calling the Ethan Zubak hat trick, oh, the Zubat trick. Right. Uh, and then I think over the course of these games, I'm going to say they win at Vancouver, mm-hmm. lose at RSL, mm-hmm. and then draw at Dallas. So you're giving them four, four points. points. Okay, all right. And um, then I'm guaranteed to be wrong. Yes, so yeah. I did that on purpose. Okay, good. Um, I think the LA Galaxy win against Vancouver. I think it's 2 nothing with the shutout. Um, I'm feeling good about Derek Williams coming back and, and settling that defense um, a little bit there. Um, the the total points here, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with 7, all right? I want to see... Oh, I like it. I, I want to see what they do against RSL because I think RSL is a team that is much closer to where the LA Galaxy you know, are performing right now. I know they're 6th and the LA Galaxy are 3rd. They're not separated by that many points. I... I haven't watched RSL play enough to really get a feel for what they are and how they do it, but they're at home. It's midweek. They'll have their fans there. Uh, it's at altitude. It's the second game. I mean, all the things are stacked against the LA Galaxy, so I could see them losing that yeah. game, but that's one of the reasons I want to see if they can they can rotate players and get a draw out of it. You ready You ready to see me backtrack? Yes. <laughs> because that's, that's, that's what I do. The Galaxy, to me, where they're positioned, I just feel it doesn't feel real. So I'm like protecting myself. I'm waiting for the wheels to come off. Right. I'm waiting for it to go wrong. I think it's the past few years that have scarred me. The Galaxy are, are, are playing well, especially recently. And you just think, well, there's no way they can keep this going. Eventually, they have to have a letdown game on the road or you know, the wheels have to fall off. And so that's what I'm thinking. Okay, maybe this three-game stretch on the road, this is where the wheels fall off. But if they continue to play like they did um, against Seattle, against uh, Kansas City, against Dallas, if they play like that, there's no reason why this can't be seven points, maybe even nine points. But I just feel like that's a tall order. Right. But and I feel like the the other shoe needs to drop. Things need to balance out. I feel like they're outperforming, uh, you know, where they really belong. Yeah. Uh, Philip says ten points in the next three games. An extra point for being charming. An extra point for being <laughs> so charming. Aaron adds. So uh, there you go. That's where the LA Galaxy sit. Again, a game at 7.08 p.m. is the kickoff time. Spectrum Sportsnet uh, coming up on Wednesday. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, or excuse me, coming up on Saturday. What day is it? It's Thursday. 
game is coming yeah. up on Saturday. Then there's a Wednesday game. Then there's another Saturday game. So three games in rapid succession. Then there's a game on July 30th. Whoa, July 30th. So is that the day before we have a live show? Yes, it is. Eric, thanks for asking. Uh, July Hit the horn. Th- yeah, uh, I, uh, let's see. Do I have the horn? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, yes. Uh, the, uh, again, July 31st, 2021, uh, down in Orange County, Taps Brewery in Tustin. It's where we had our live show before. You can get tickets. Go to cornerofthegalaxy.com and click the live uh, button there, and it'll take you to the buy tickets. Tickets are $5. You don't need a ticket. I just appreciate it if you get one so that way I could sleep at night. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're going. A lot of fun things are planned for that. We'll have a lot more details as we continue working uh, through this week and into next week and all that sort of fun stuff. So a lot of things coming for you, uh, and we're glad that uh, you could join us. All right, anything else, Eric, you want to get to? Because I, I think we're done. No, I, just, I love the timing of that with the Friday night game, and then the Saturday you have a little hair of the dog the next day just to keep the party rolling. So uh, we will look forward to seeing you both on Friday at that Portland game and then at, on Saturday at TAPS all of your lovely faces, uh, you know, having a good time for Josh's birthday. Derek Williams' first home game back since being suspended will be against the team that he got suspended from. So I just thought I'd point that out. I thought that was fun. fun. Times. Good times. Yeah. All right. We'll show uh, love. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at HammerEV. You could also find me on Instagram. I'm back at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. All right. And if you're looking for me on Twitter at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Get your tickets to our live show July 31st. Get your videos. We have the press conferences. We have all that stuff. And a huge, huge, huge shout out to BYLC who uh, helped us out with a a huge record-breaking super chat here on the show. So we appreciate that. Uh, And that'll get some more people into our show. So you've been granted access to the show because, uh, because of a wonderful donation by BYLC. So that's awesome. I love it. All right. Uh, Let's see. I think that does it for Eric, the Portuguese hammer Vieira. I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to corner of the galaxy on corner of the galaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.